Welcome back, BetMGM Tonight, our number two here on a Friday, Masters Friday, and uh, Brooks Kepka at the top of the leaderboard right now at Augusta, and uh, let's check in with our next guest, Ryan Noonan, betting content manager for BetSpurts Golf. Ryan, appreciate you uh, joining us, man. So, round two of the Masters is paused, obviously, due to this weather. Did you did you think that Rom was going to go crazy on that back nine a little bit? He got some momentum in eight and nine. We'll see if they play tomorrow or when you know he comes back. But what do you expect the leaderboard to look like heading into round three? Like, what, what do you think Rom catches Brooks? You think Brooks has like a one-two shot lead? What do you think is going to happen? Uh, first of all, guys, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. I first of all I have no idea when round three is gonna start or round two is gonna start or even be completed because it looks like a total washout tomorrow. It, it's you know I don't want to be a wet blanket on the parade of the Masters and we all love this event, but uh, it is just a really really rough forecast. So uh, pretend that they're gonna have some golf tomorrow. The back has been playing easier than the front, about a third of a stroke per round. So there are some birdie opportunities out there for guys so you you look at uh you know 13 has been a birdie hole 15 has been a birdie hole so there are some there's some shots out there again we just don't know when that's going to happen what those conditions are going to look like you know you probably have heard two pre-tournaments that a lot of these courses nowadays have you know the sub air system underneath the greens where they can suck all the moisture out of them augusta national has that everywhere so they can find the different spots where it's going to really collect and you know, make sure that it gets into great playing condition. The problem is, is we're going to have like, we're going from like mid eighties and humid to like, like a high of 48 tomorrow with gusting winds of like, you know, 15 to 25 miles per hour It is going to be a night and day difference from what's happened of late. So uh, it's going to be interesting. I do think there's an opportunity in the betting markets. If you're going to jump in, it's probably Rom. You know, you can get some good numbers on Rom to be the end of round two leader, you know, and then you know, just the outright market right now looks like a two man race. Yeah, looking at the uh, round two leader, glad that you brought that up, actually. Ron, plus 450 over at BetMGM, Brooks, minus 800. Uh, who else would you maybe look to target just with the weather? I mean, like you said, we don't even know when we're going to get golf again. It looks like this tournament maybe probably finishes on Monday, which absolutely sucks. But who are some other guys maybe you would target uh, if we do get windy, wet conditions and they try to play through? Yeah, I was on Jordan Spieth, you know, pre-tournaments. He's still in the mix. You know, he's got his round in, which is an advantage, I think, in terms of not having to go out there, especially compared to, you know, Rom and Hovland, uh, Cam Young, for instance. You know, they have a half round left on top of whatever else they got to jam in for round two. So I think, you know, we know Spieth knows his way around this place. You know, we like to say we measure all these strokes gained stats. Like, Spieth is a guy that has, like, strokes gained magic beans. You know, he has strokes gained pine straw where you, know, you can just do things that some of the other guys can't do. So I think speed is very live still. Um, you know, the added distance helps um, his ability to shape it both ways, which I think you're going to need to do with the way this wind is going to play in the next couple of days. They've had some consistency in terms of the wind, you know, and when, when you think of in the last like year and a half to probably two of the best weather rounds go back to sawgrass two years ago and the last year at Southern Hills, I believe it was round two at uh, the PGA championship. Justin Thomas has both those rounds where he didn't really go out and light it up, but relative to everyone else that he played against that day, he just kind of held water and then ended up closing and winning both of those, those events. So a lot of people go to the, you know, the guys, the euros who are used to playing 
you know, link style courses where you just yeah. wide open and you bring in coastal courses and you get more weather. You know, Shane Lowry's a guy who you know, played well here last year. Kind of surprising me with how well he's playing here this year, considering his form coming in. He cannot make a putt, which has kind of been his MO all season long. But, you know, he's still in the mix. He's top 10. He's got a couple of holes left here for round two. He's in it four under. He's got some of the birdie holes left for him on the back here. Uh, he's interesting. You know, Justin Rose is another guy that's kind of in the mix as well. So those are some guys. Uh, Joaquin Neiman as well, lower ball flight. Um, you know that would you know he'd be impacted a little bit by the the wet terrain, but his you know, keeping his ball low and getting it out of the wind helps too. Ryan, we had some big names today that did not uh, did not have some great rounds. Scotty Scheffler was three over today. Xander Shoffley was three over today. Rory obviously missed the cut. He was five over today. Like which of those rounds was really surprising to you? Rory had chances on the back too, right? It was as bad as it was and looked rough, but he still like he stuck it on 15 and gave himself a great chance for Eagle. Couldn't make that shot, uh, you know, knowing that he probably needed to get to maybe three because we still don't know what the cut line is going to be. Yeah, I was surprised that he couldn't put it together and really close. Scotty has been so good and so consistent, and you know, the ball striking what we saw yesterday, like he looked like a, a massive buy coming into today because he lit it up tee to green but lost like three and a half strokes. It was one of his worst putting performances of his career and kind of doubled down on that. And that's been really the only bugaboo in his game all season long has been kind of putts inside five to seven feet. He just has been a little bit shaky in terms of where the rest of his game is. So, you know, those are all a little bit surprising. Xander came in with the last two rounds or last two tournaments. He was spraying it off the tee and we got back to a little bit of that today. So, you know, I don't want to overreact to short-term form. So that was a little bit, less surprising relative to where we thought maybe Rory coming in and how Scotty looked in terms of, you know, ball striking on round one. He was insane. How surprised are you with what uh, Phil did firing a 69 four under after 36 holes? That was actually my biggest loss. I played him to uh, miss the cut was right about Bryson. Bryson looked terrible, but uh, Phil says he's ready to go on a tear. Now. What are your thoughts on him? Uh, yeah, I'm with you. I, uh, I I bet him to miss the cut as well. I bet yeah. Bryson missed the cut, and I got cute, and I parlayed them. So, Same, uh, plus 450? Yeah, it didn't work. Yeah. But uh, listen, and that's <laughs> actually his Phil strokes gained putting today was plus 450. I mean, mm -hmm. that's insane. He made everything outside of like 25 feet. You know, he lost on approach again. Just not sustainable. And I know that, you know, his history here is fantastic. He has a couple green jackets, and, you know, he just – he hadn't been doing anything. We're talking about a – 48 man, no cut, 54 hole exhibition style golf that we've had for what, eight, nine events. And Phil's like barely cracking the top 25 in those. So for him to come out here today and be in the clubhouse inside the top 10 is, is shocking. So I'm sure he's feeling really good about himself, feeling really good that Rory's missing the cut and he's going to be playing on the weekend uh, in terms of, you know, we saw some, uh, some not nice pleasantries on the Netflix documentary, which is no surprise how Rory feels about Phil at that point. But uh, I mean, I guess a good, interesting story, not sustainable. I'll be looking to target Phil in matchups when that comes out. If we get any sort of round three stuff uh, with a tight window in terms of finishing round two, I know that's a really short window, but yeah, we're going to fade Phil moving forward for sure. Just the putting stuff is, you know, super noisy in, in matchups anyway. You want to look at round by round stuff to get really just one on one matchup stuff. Just look at someone who putted way above their baseline. I um, mean, it was kind of missing on approach and some of the other stuff. So, yeah, Phil will be a fade, but I guess an interesting story. Ryan and I, we both took uh, Morikawa pre tournament, uh, pre tournament to win. He's at six under right now, six shots off the lead. 
we, we thought the game matched up well. He's played better and better each time at Augusta. But now that the weather has rolled in, this is where we're starting to get nervous about Morikawa because, as you know, he's not great in the wind. And when the weather picks up, that that's when he tends to falter a bit. Is that a worry of yours? Like you were talking about guys to back who are good at flighting the ball low. Guys like Morikawa and how he tends to play, are, are those tens of guys you like to fade if the weather picks up? Yeah, and here's the other reason, too, is what I spoke about in terms of the the wind. And when you think about when Morikawa talked about how he struggled here his first couple times around, or his first time around, he it was told that he was going to have to, uh, you know, draw the ball. You're going to have to turn it a bunch. And he got away from his game because he just plays a fade, plays a power fade often. And he had some success last year just saying, hey, I'm going to play my game. I'm going to just... I'm going to fade it. It works. And he's been doing that around the golf course here so far. You're not going to really be able to do that with the way that these wins look like they're coming in. He's going to have to be able to shape it both ways. And he seems reluctant to do so. It's just not how he typically sets up. So um, the distance thing is, is impacting here too. Again, if it's just playing a little bit softer, you're not going to get that roll out here, which really helps a guy like him. So yeah, I'd be a little bit worried. I mean, I'm with you guys. I've been in on him. I, 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 bet him multiple times to win this year he got so close early i loved him going into uh, genesis i loved him going into the waste management and he's been close it seems like he's figured some stuff out in terms of the short game and he's obviously so good to green but uh yeah i mean painting fairways here isn't rewarded as much as some of that distance and the ability to shape it and that just isn't his game what are your thoughts on Shane Lowry at 50-1 to 1 right now? He's uh, tied for 10th. He's 4-under, and we were already talking about the wind, the cold weather, and uh, the rain. Uh, would you maybe look to target him in any matchups or maybe even take a shot at 50-1? to 1? Yeah, the putting makes me nervous, guys. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of like it's been so bad all season long. Um, you know, he came in here last year with incredible form. And really what is he did all season last year was just finished in the side of the top five basically all spring and summer, you know, just couldn't close it so I'm surprised he's playing as well as he is but again today played well he's inside the top 10 but he lost 2.47 strokes on the greens so you're just going to have to make some putts especially with the way you know Rom can roll it Rom just an incredible putter from a baseline standpoint the way that Brooks is playing you know just not missing greens uh, fairways and uh, giving himself basically the right look in terms of pin placement and putts uh, you're going to have to to make some putts here and I just don't trust Lowry to really do that at all. So maybe a top 10, maybe some matchups, but I don't think he's really worth a sprinkle at uh, at 50. Ryan, really all year in these elevated events, we've seen the big three, Rom, Scheffler, and, um, and Rory. Those have been the guys at the top of the leaderboard. With the way that Brooks has looked here, and if he goes on to win this thing, obviously with his track, mec- uh, track record in majors and kind of that tear that he went on, when we approach the U.S. Open, do you think he's going to be grouped amongst the top three potentially, or do you think maybe he'll be like in the 20 to one, 15 to one type range? I think he'd probably be in that 15 to 20. I mean, it does look like, like steal your girl Brooks again, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, walk in the club, steal your yeah. girl stuff. Like, you know, just even the little, you know, save a birdie or save a par putt today. And there's just a different type of swagger. And, um, you know, he just seems so broken over the last year or so. I, mean, I bet him here last year. I thought he was, you know, in in coming into form and was really disappointed with the miscut. But, uh, yeah, they just – we're still going to have the same point that we had coming in is they're just going to have to worry about are they playing on legit golf courses, real competition, um, and playing enough golf coming into whatever that looks like. Now, you know, Brooks has been a guy that's been telling us for years. There's only a couple events every year that he cares about. There's only a few that matter. 
Uh, and that's what these are. He's getting himself ready. He feels healthy. The swing is good. I have, you know, have a friend who's a swing coach, um, you know, for some other professionals that talked to his swing coach coming in and just feels really, really confident with the driver. And that confidence has trickled down the bag. And we've seen that this week, obviously, in the greens. And, hey, we know if you guys play the game, it's just between your ears a lot of the times. And if he is coming in with that level of confidence, knowing like, hey, I might not be around as much, but I play with these guys at Medalist, um, you know, off weeks, and we play all the time, and I'm not too far off of where these guys are. He still has it. So I think he'll probably be in the tier a little bit below, maybe 15, 16, kind of around where Homa will be, where I think we'll see Colin, where I think we'll see Spieth. Um, so not too far off, but I, I just think we, we see enough consistently what we see with the big three that they have separated themselves a little bit. With the uh, weather coming, and it's only going to get worse uh, right now at BetMGM, will Tiger Woods make the cut? Minus 175, yes. Plus 135, no. What would you do uh, if you had to do anything in that market? Because I know people are going to ask us with the weather coming up. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm old. So I remember Tiger. I just I, sometimes just I don't like to make bets uh, narrative-based and the romanticized players, but I just can't have an anti-Tiger ticket. So, um, you know, I would, I would stay away from it because I'm not laying 175 for him to make the cut, but I'm right. definitely not fading Tiger. It's, we want to see him on the weekend, right? So, like, I don't know. Cheer for someone else to, to do poorly. Wait, Save that money for something else. For you know, Let's fade Phil on the weekend and save <laughs> exactly. that Tiger money. Anybody yeah. else that you would fade or maybe look to play? we got about 60 seconds in any matchups this weekend. Yeah, it's, so we don't know what they're going to be. Right. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm interested to, to fade Hovland a little bit. You just... I don't know. It's been a little bit hot with the putter. There's been some some really like yesterday on eight. He absolutely yanked it into the trees. Should have probably been hitting it in a, a spot where he has to hit it sideways out. He somehow makes it miraculously through the trees, leaves himself with a, a great approach to be able to just kind of chip in. You know, makes himself a birdie where that probably is a, a bogey or a double. He's had a few of those instances where he, he missed badly uh, and then just kind of got lucky a little bit. And then even today where he just. Should have had a bogey, scrambles and buries a 30-footer on, I think, like two to, to save par. So there's just been a little bit of that stuff from, uh, from Hovland, who is going to have to – he's going to miss some greens. He's going to have to rely on that short game. And it just has consistently let him down over the last couple of years. And it's kind of held him back into that tier where he is. So Hovland will be a guy, depending on if I can get some decent matchups with who he's playing, I'll look to fade a little bit. Thanks so much, man. Enjoy the golf this weekend, hopefully. Yeah, you too, guys. Appreciate you having me on.